This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 87. Uh, I am Craig. He is Chris. Hello, Chris. How you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing well. Good, good. Because today we're going to be revisiting an old topic, uh, but from a a little different angle. In fact, the opposite angle. So today (laughs) we're talking about how much it costs an owner operator or, you know, you could blow that up to a a multi-truck company. How much does it cost to sit for a day? I thought this was a really interesting question. And we've talked about this sort of thing before. But you've got a little bit different take on it today, right? Yeah. So when we talked about it before, it was episode 36. If you haven't listened to it, it or, or it's been a while since you've listened to it, and if you're anything like me, you can't really remember you know, what you did an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. So you know, probably wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe listen to that episode too, either before or after this one. Um, but in episode 36, we, we were kind of looking at it from the standpoint of you know, is it better for me to sit and wait for a day to get a better rate mm-hmm. or is it better to take a lower rate and get the wheels rolling today? And basically we figured out that, you know, the math told us that if, if you've got a two day load and, and you sit for one day and then run for two days versus just, you know, running for, for two days, you, you, you basically need to get 50 cents a mile more to make it worth sitting for a day for a higher rate. Yeah. Okay. On a three day load, it's more like 25 cents a mile higher rate. And on a four day load, it was like 16 cents uh, a mile higher to, right. to make it worth sitting that full day waiting for a better paying load. Right. And so okay. what we were doing is really kind of looking at it from the front end of the load. So today, as in picking it up before you up, go pick yeah. up the load, is yep. it worth it to wait or how much does it cost to wait? Okay. Yeah. And so on, on this one, we're actually going to kind of look at it from the back end and, and uh, take a little bit different twist on it. Talk about it a little bit different. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about kind of more net income, uh, talk a little bit about that. So it should be good. Okay. Um, and, and they're, they're good episodes to probably listen together. All right. Well, yeah. So you said it was episode 36. Yep. All right. So yeah, people can go check that out if they haven't before. Um, I think you summed up some of the main points, but there's some intricacies that we yeah. talked about in that episode that would be worth checking out. Um, so before we get into that topic, I do want to remind people to go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes and to comment on these episodes and to tell Chris uh, you know, what a good idea it was for him to shave uh, for this episode. Um, I didn't shave today. Well, I mean, I'm just remembering the handlebar mustache, and, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. some, the the uh, the facial hair of yours. Relatively clean shaven. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, please go to hollandassetsllc.com for all of that. You can also find us on Facebook. We would love to see you there as well. Just search Holland Assets. No G. You'll find it just fine. Um, and and then, this is actually a good episode to go look at the show notes because I've got a table in the show notes that kind of shows the numbers for an example mm. that we're going to talk a little bit about. As part of this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, good. So, Chris, I, I do have to ask you, because we kind of skipped it, we went right into what we're going to be talking about today, but any tales from the road? Because we need to be regaled before we can kind of buckle down and be serious <laughs> and do our work here. Well, if, if you need to be regaled, this I got a good story for you. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I still haven't been out on the truck for a while, but I, I was kind of out in the truck. Okay. Um, we, we've got a motorhome, mm-hmm. you know, a, a 
big diesel pusher motorhome. And um, we'd gone down to Lake Powell for a family vacation. Uh, we're driving, and I was pulling my parents' boat with the motorhome. So I mean, it, with wow. the boat and everything, it's, it's you're a, you're you're getting a grand total of what three miles to the gallon yeah, on that thing like that. ish. It's, it's maybe it's about what a semi gets. <laughs> not much different. Um, and so I, I'm pulling the boat, and this is about a it's about a five and a half hour drive, and we actually got all the way back, and I, and it was late at night. It was I think we got to my parents' house about um, eight or nine o'clock at night and dropping the boat off mm-hmm. drop the boat off at their house and start driving again get back on the freeway just you know driving along we're, we're literally one exit away from our exit and all of a sudden i see red and blue lights in the back oh boy and i'm like i look down at my speed because it's like driving a semi you know you're not speeding because I'm, I'm going under the speed limit right and and i'm like i haven't made any lane changes what the heck am i getting pulled over for so so wait, wait, sorry. Where were you exa- again? You said you're on your way down to, to Lake Powell, but like, was this in a heavily populated area? Were you no, out in the sticks? It was, it was out north of Ogden, Utah. So oh, it's on okay. I-15 north of Ogden, Utah. Just the, in the know, exurbs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to get an idea of where you are. Okay. If so you've Red- ever delivered to the Associated Foods in Ogden, Utah, big warehouse, yeah. I was literally like, like right half a mile from that. Okay. All right. All right. Picture painted. So yeah, go, go on. Okay. Now so red I, and blue I, I get pulled over and, and I'm trying to rack my brain for what the heck I'm getting pulled over for. And, and so I, I stop. the police officer comes up and I can't remember what he said exactly, but he's, he's like, um, do you know, you don't have your lights on? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake, right? <laughs> like my lights are on. And, and then I, I looked down at the dial and, and they were not. Guess what? <laughs> My <laughs> lights were not on. So wait, what? What time? What time of no, night this, was this? It was pitch black. Oh I mean, this my was gosh. Late at night. But you know what? <laughs> the freaking running lights on that motorhome are bright. Like I sat there and played with it. Like I switched from run, you know, from off to on to off to on, and you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. The difference is in the back. You don't have brake lights <laughs> or park lights on. But like looking down the road, I could still see just fine. Yeah. And this is a newer, this is a new motor home to us. We, we bought it this spring. Um, and we're actually living in it full time. Oh. I, don't, I, I don't know if I've told you the story, but we're living in the motor home. Yeah. So we, we, we took up roots and went, went for a little vacation, but, um, so I, I'm not super familiar with it. In fact, this is, this trip I think was the first time I kind of really drove it at night mm-hmm. and I could not believe how bright the brights are on that thing. Yeah. So the LEDs, the daytime running lights are like regular headlights. Like I could see just fine. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, so yeah, make sure you turn on your. Did he ticket you? He didn't. He was super. He didn't even ask for my driver's license. Oh, registration. Wow. He asked me if I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Well, you know, I feel like Chris, there may be an actual lesson here, and that's know your equipment. Yeah, that, that, right. There you go. Like yeah, this, this isn't a, this isn't just a worthless story. Know your equipment. Don't be stupid. Well, there's that. Know too. your equipment. <laughs> that sounds like a podcast episode title, right there. Exactly. No, I mean, I, seriously, like you, you grab a new truck. You're so excited. You just bought your first truck, or maybe you know your second truck. It's a brand new thing. You're so excited to get out on the road. Well, you know, it might be worth your time to take a day yeah. and uh, and learn that equipment. I don't know if I dare say this out loud, but read the owner's manual. Oh, yuck. I know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess point just it, being, it, is, it, it pays off, right? It is kind of important to, to know your equipment. <laughs> it is so, kind of critical. So um, what, uh, 
that that leads us into our topic for today. Like I said, it may behoove you to take a day and learn your equipment before you go out on the road with it. Um, but how much are you going to lose? Of course, you're talking about on the back end of it. So we talked about the front end. How much would it cost you to sit for a day? Um, and that was episode 36. But uh, yeah, take us into this topic, Chris. So so this is where I'm going to. This kind of hap- has it happens to every trucking company out there. It happens to us on occasion, and, and I, it's this is kind of a topic I've been thinking about doing for a little while. And um, to kind of jump into it, have have you ever or have I ever told you what frustrates me the most about trucking? Oh, um, I, I just hope I'm not involved in this answer. But no, I, I don't think you, you should ask me. Okay. Uh, hey, Chris, I got a question for you. What <laughs> yeah. frustrates you the most about trucking? Um, well, there's a lot of things that frustrate <laughs> me the most about trucking, but one, one of the biggest things are shippers and receivers. Okay. Um, life would be so much less complicated, and, so, and, and the frustration level would just be a lot less if you didn't have to sh- uh, deal with shippers and receivers. But the reality is... You do. You do. You have to deal with them. Something about, you know, making money and actually yeah. shipping goods. You need the shippers and receivers. Okay, so and, what do you, and there's what do you lots mean? Of, there's lots of issues that kind of come along with them. But one of the biggest ones is you just have to live by their schedule. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you, you know, they can do no wrong. Like they can't be late. <laughs> yeah. They can't be early. They can't, you know, but right. you can get into trouble for being early. You can get into trouble for being late. And is let me ask you this is this still as much a concern now with the shortage of drivers and trucks out on the road um as it would have been you know a few years ago i i think in some ways i think it's slightly better in some ways i think it's worse like you take for example because there is such a shortage right now in trucks you know a lot of places are just grateful to get their stuff mm-hmm. and so i think in some ways they're a little bit more um they, they don't throw as big of a fit if you're mm-hmm. late because they know that they just don't have a lot of other trucking companies they can go to. Right. Um, this, this is by the way, people, not an excuse to be bad no, at your job. Don't. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's still not, be on it's time. not worth it. But the other, you know, in, in some ways it's, it's worse because their schedules are messed up. Like they, they are making, making you wait longer because they don't have staff and, and it's just so there's there's lots of problems that way. Yeah. Okay. So um, what? So this is the thing that annoys you the most. Yeah. What well, can you well, do about it? Th- there's not a whole lot you can do about it. You know, I, there there's one thing that I think you can do, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on going down the road. But one of the things that that really frustrates me about shippers and and you know they kind of and it's really probably as much or more receivers than it is shippers. But they just kind of rule that schedule, right? They mm-hmm. they get to dictate it, and what ends up happening is there's a lot of shippers out there, like or receivers out there, like the WalMarts, the U.S. Foods. You know, the the bigger the the warehouse, mm-hmm. the bigger the place, the more likely they are to be um, a, a little bit of a problem. Really, I that's so interesting to me. I would have thought it would be the opposite. Well, and the reason is is because those guys, you know, they're they're really concerned about the efficiency of their business. Mm-hmm. So the last thing, if a truck shows up late, it messes with their schedule, right? Right. Because they had dedicated resources to unload that truck at that time. Right. And he didn't show up. And so it makes them inefficient. And so to avoid them being inefficient, what do they do? They make they, you inefficient. They make us inefficient <laughs> by adding an extra day of transit time so that if something happens on the road, you know, you're, um, you know, 
you've got some time to get it fixed and mm -hmm. still, you know, makes it more likely that you're going to show up to your appointment on time. Yeah. So they make themselves more efficient, which makes carriers less efficient because then, you know, what should just be a four day job turns out to be a five day job. And that obviously causes lots of problems. So right. that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is, you know, is it worth it to take a load that's going to give you kind of an extra day at the end of the run where you're just kind of sitting because you had plenty of time to get there. You right. got there early and now you just have to sit and wait until your appointment. I see. Okay. So you're on a load, say to, to Walmart. I mean, I don't mean to pick on Walmart. We'll, well just use a, a big Walmart. is a good example of that. Um, they, they're notorious for adding that extra day in, okay. into their routes. Got it. So they, I see. So what's happening is they're, they're giving you five days to make the, to make the trip. Uh, it only, it's only taking you four and they won't unload you until your scheduled time like on that fifth Walmart day. Walmart right? is a perfect example. Like if you can't show up early, they will fine you if you show up more than half an hour early. Really? For your point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're just kind of you're stuck. stuck. Wow. You have no choice. Okay. So is it even, well, I mean, we're going to talk about, uh, what you can do to mitigate that or how much it costs you, but well, I know. I mean, I guess this is how we get into it. Is it worth it? Do you even take that load? That's a, that's a good question. That's, I guess that's what it comes that's, down that's to, That's what right? we want to answer at the end. So I don't want to, no spoiler alerts. We'll, <laughs> we've got a little lead yeah. up to answer that question, but that that's the question that we're, we basically want to answer in this episode. Okay. All right. But to get into that and to kind of lead into it, there's a few things that you've got to consider. And there, there's some things that you want to consider um, when, when accepting a load like that. And one of the biggest things I think is um, the different types of drivers that you've got. Okay. Including yourself. Including myself. So I've, I've kind of, for the sake of this conversation, want to categorize drivers into three categories. You've got the guy that's slow, that you know either can't wake his ass up in time and isn't able to, you know, doesn't start driving on time, and so they, they just constantly and consistently are running late. Okay. Right? Then you've got, you've got the guys, and this is probably where a lot of the truckers, the drivers, um, the category that they fall into, they're just steady. Like they, they want to put on, you know, between 550 and 600 miles a day, which, you know, well, well let's just say between five and 600 miles a day, which is, is a very doable run for most of the country yeah. to do that amount five or 600 miles in a day. You know, they're, they're not winning any records for the most mileage, but they're, <laughs> right. they're doing decent. You know, it's, it's, it's good. Um, and then you've got the guys that are just hard runners that want to run between six and 700 miles in a day and, and just are constant go, go, go. Like they, they drive their 11 hours, they take their 10 hour break and at nine hours and 59 minutes, they're sitting in the seat of their truck, ready, ready to, to go. Yeah. As soon as that 10th hour clicks they're on the road again. Mm. Um, and that's a, that's a hard lifestyle. M most guys don't want to do that. I mean, it's, that's how I drove when I was driving and it is hard to do. I like, I, I did it for a year. I, I can't imagine. I mean, there's guys out there that just do this day in day out year after year after year. And, and that's really hard to do. Cause you, yeah. you basically don't have a whole lot of a life. You're working and resting. That's about all you do. Right. And Hey, if you got the personality for it, that's one thing, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would probably want to split the difference between type right. two and three, right? Yeah, and so if you've got that yeah, that steady driver, you know, especially a steady driver that's maybe a little bit lower on that that range of miles, that 500 to 600 miles a day, 550 to 600, you know, they 
that fifth day might be okay. You know, it, it, it may only be, it may take them four and a half days to get there. And so they're only sitting for half a day. Not a, not a huge deal, but you get one of those guys that's a hard runner that is running that 700 miles a day. They've gotten there in four days and now they're just sitting. Yeah. So it may, may make sense to take that Walmart load. If you've got a driver that kind of wants to stretch that run out a little bit, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But then it, for a guy that's a runner, you probably don't want to because he's just going to end up sitting for a day, which isn't good for you as a trucking company. And it's not good for the driver because the driver, you know, they're out on the road. They want to be running and making money. Right. right. And so you give them the, the rush orders, maybe yeah. whatever, not the so, Walmart. So you need to, you need to take that into consideration when you're, you're kind of doing your load planning and deciding whether you want to take a load or not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how do you, you're taking this into consideration, uh, and you're, so you're planning your individual driver's loads and you kind of, you probably did this for yourself as well. You kind of understood what type of driver you were. And so you knew when you were driving the truck, uh, yeah, okay, I'm not going to take that load because I'm just going to sit for 12 hours at the end of it and I'm losing money. How much yeah. money would you have been losing in, in uh, when you were driving the truck? That's a great question. And so let, let's look at, I, I, I've kind of gone through some of the Holland Assets loads and, and kind of what we've done over the last several years and, and looking at kind of what our revenue per day was. I On the spreadsheet that I use, I kind of track the revenue per day. This is per day on the road. Per day right? on the road. Okay. So right now with rates is as good as they are in 2021, our our revenue per load, especially in the latter half of 2021, is is pretty dang close to $1,500 a day. Whoa. So okay. that's, that's, that's pretty good. good. That's the that's total revenue. Truck. That's per truck. Yep, per day per truck. When the truck's on the road and moving, that's roughly what it's making in a day. Okay. In 2021 or 2020, so last year, about the same time last year, it was closer to a, a 1,150. So that's about a $350 a day difference. Okay. Um, and then, but in 2019, it was more like $1,050. And that was when I was running and running really hard doing that, you know, drive 11 hours, 10 hours off, drive 11 hours, 10 right. hours off. Um, most guys aren't going to do that. Um, and, and so if you take that into consideration, you know, two years ago, it was probably more like $950 a day. And that was, uh, at a time when, as I recall, rates weren't as good as they are now. Correct. You were a brand new authority. And so you couldn't get the same kind of loads that maybe you could now. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of factors that went into it, right? There is. Yeah. And so now let's take a little bit of a step back and I want to talk a little bit about profit margin. Okay. Have well, we talked about profit is that margin a, before? Is that a step back or is that a hard right turn? <laughs> Probably. A good, that's a better analogy. Hard right turn. Uh, profit margin. I mean, we've talked a, uh, about profit, but um, I, I don't know if we've talked specifically about profit margin. What do you we, want to and talk We about? may not have. We, I, I'd be surprised if we haven't, but I, I think it's one way or another, it's probably worth a refresher even if we have talked a little bit about it. But... Um, the profit margin is basically the percentage of money that makes it down to your to your bottom line, that net profit. So you've got your total revenue that comes in, um, that that you make, you know what you charge a client. Then you've got all these expenses that are associated with it. You know, money going out, expenses, mm -hmm. expenses. Then down there at the bottom is the the profit. So yeah, okay. So when we talk about profit, we talk about a dollar amount. But when we talk about profit margin, we're talking more like a percentage of 
a percentage of what you're bringing in that you get to keep. Yep. Uh, so, so like restaurants are famous for having razor thin profit margins, right? So they're operating on a one or two percent profit margin, where you know you might have some. Uh, I, I used to work for a com- uh, marketing company that had just a sky high, like twenty percent profit margin. It was crazy. Uh, so is that that's what yeah, we're getting? That's at exactly here? what we're getting at, and, and kind of like you're alluding to, profit margins vary greatly be, be from one industry to another industry, right? Marketing's a, a one that typically has a little bit higher profit margins. Um, tech companies usually have some of the highest profit margins. Mm-hmm. You know, they can even get into like the forty and fifty percent, which is just blows my mind. But then you've got companies that have, you know, high assets, trucking companies being one of them, that typically have lower profit margins. Um, and, and in the trucking industry, you know, obviously you have guys that lose money, so you have guys with zero profit margins or negative. But, I mean, if or, you. <laughs> yeah, or negative, yeah. But in reality, like the good trucking companies probably get somewhere between um, 10 and 20%, probably more of them closer to that 10%. Yeah. Than Still, 20, but yeah, that's you know, not bad. A, a, an owner operator that's really controlling their overhead, doesn't have a whole lot of overhead. They can, they can get into that 20% profit margin range. Mm-hmm. And so the way that you figure that out is you, know, if you take, for example, if you've got a hundred thousand dollars in total revenue, and then you've got all your expenses, so you've got $80,000 of expenses, then you have $20,000 of profit left over. You just take that 20,000, divide it by the hundred thousand, and that will give you your profit margin. Yeah. So, so in it, this case, it's a very easy 20%. 20%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 out of a hundred. Okay. So good. So where do we go from there? So from there, let's, let's talk. So if you think about it, if you've got that revenue per day of what we're, we're bringing in in 2021 of $1,500 per truck, you know, and this is kind of oversimplifying things a little bit, but it's good for our, our analogy and, and it's fairly accurate, fairly close. If, if we've got a 10% profit margin, how much is our essentially profit a day per truck? Right on that fifteen hundred bucks, we should be getting one hundred and fifty bucks. One hundred fifty bucks in right. in net profit. Okay, exactly. And so that's that's what you kind of think. Okay, so if my truck has to sit for a day, you know, as the trucking company, I'm losing one hundred fifty dollars in profit margin. In right profit. in profit. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, so you got to do some fancy math. I'm is Chris. Is this? Are we doing spreadsheets? <laughs> I've got it. spreadsheets and math in this one. Yet. You know I what? Know you, I knew you were going to hate it. I was hoping to sweep it under the rug <laughs> and you wouldn't notice. But look at you go. Yeah, well, you're I, on the ball. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my notes. I'm scrolling down. Oh, graph. Oh no, it's a graph. <laughs> oh, but this is what you were talking about. People can go check out they can this check particular out this, graph. Yeah, they can check out this table at HollandAssetsLLC.com. Please go to HollandAssetsLLC.com. Okay, we're going to we're going to do an example because. Like what we were talking about with the margins, you know, roughly if you're getting a 10% margin off of 150 or a $1,500 a day um, revenue, you should get about $150 in profit. Right. So if you're sitting for a day, you're, you're probably losing out on that. Uh, and, and to make things worse, your driver is sitting and not moving. And so not only is the company losing out on net income, but the driver's losing out on a wage. And so really nobody's going to be happy except for well, the, the receiver, receiver because right. they're staying efficient. They get their load on time. So even, who cares? Even though the driver's not efficient, the carrier's yeah. not efficient. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So what's our fancy math here? So we, we've, we've got uh, 150 bucks a day. Um, and okay. So are we going to use the uh, same example that we had before? It's a four day trip, but a five day load. 
Yep. Right. So you got that day extra. So how does the math work out? So the, the math works out if, if you've got a four day load. So it, it, a four day load is going to get you roughly 6,000 bucks. We'll say. Right. Okay. Um, $150 of net income a day. And so that comes down to about $600 of profit. Okay. And that's okay. So that's a four day trip, four day load. Yep. Four, no, four day trip. And, but it's taking you five days. So on day five, that truck's just sitting. I'm I'm working on uh, our baseline. So our baseline is we have a four day trip, four day load. And so we don't have any downtime. We made 600 bucks uh, in net profit. Yeah. The the Um, problem with this one is you can't really compare um, the same four day load with the same gross profit to the five day. Because typically if you're going to have a five day load, I'm talking about an efficient five day load where mm -hmm. you're, you know, essentially having to drive all five days, uh, you're okay. not going to make it. I see. Right? Okay. So the, my, my point is with this, and you can kind of see this from the table. So hopefully everybody can have a chance as they're listening to the podcast to pull up this table that's in the show notes. Um, but if you look at it, so the four day load where you get paid $6,000 for, um, you know, th- those four days you're making, you're making pretty good money, but then you're, you're having to sit that fifth day because say it's one of those, 600 miles a day mm-hmm. in four days, you should be able to go 2,400 miles. So yeah. it's a 2,400 mile run, but they don't, it doesn't deliver till the fifth day. So you're sitting on that fifth day on the, on the next example, you've got a five day load and, and this one I've, I've actually made it. So it's not quite as profitable to, to, to prove the point. So on this one, it's only, you only get paid $7,000 total. Okay. But you're so you're getting a thousand dollars more, but you're having to drive an extra day. Okay. But even though your 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 profit margin, your rate per mile is going to be lower, your profit margin is going to be a little bit lower. In this case, instead of one hundred and fifty dollars a day, you're getting one hundred and forty dollars of profit. The margin's the same, but the amount of profit's different. It's mm-hmm. it's lower. So. Basically, in that situation, spread out over five days, you get seven hundred dollars of net income instead of six hundred dollars of net income. Okay. And so, even though your rate per mile is lower, your revenue per day is lower, your net income per day is lower. In the grander scheme of things, you're going to make more money on that load than you are on the load where you have to sit for a day. Okay. And on top of that, your driver is going to be happier because they're going to make more <laughs> sure, money. Sure. Sure. So it's 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 a win-win for everybody. So and uh, if you don't mind, Chris, I want to take this opportunity because a lot of what you just said, I, I like I'm sitting here looking at the graph and I'm like, okay, I think I get what you're saying. Um, so people can go check out the graph at HollandAssetsLLC.com, but they can also go to MotorCarrierHQ.com, MotorCarrierHQ.com. I want to make sure I said that right because there are. Uh, there's calculators and tools and whatnot, and ultimately a phone number where if somebody's just starting out and they're like, I need to figure out how these numbers work and how to calculate this, people can get help with this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So I, I I know it's a bit of a shameless commercial plug and all that stuff, but it, one of the companies that you run, Motor Carrier HQ, helps people with exactly this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, because I'm sitting, I'm sitting here looking at the chart and I'm like, I'm a little lost. <laughs> I'm not sure I totally get it. Uh, so, you know, I want to make, make sure well, people know that there are more tools out there to help understand a concept like this. And sometimes, you know, because I do this all the time, a concept seems relatively simple to me mm-hmm. when it's really not for somebody that this is, this is a, a first time to, or, or they're kind of first time looking at it. So, 
you know, the, the, the point is, and, and this is a, for the most part, a pretty cut and dry point. Um, you, you never want to have your truck sitting for a day. So if you've got somebody that, that, you know, you, you look at how your driver likes to drive and because you can only make as much money as trucks that you have running down the road and drivers are really, especially these days are what dic- dictate what size of fleet you can have because mm-hmm. you have to be able to keep a driver in the seat of essentially most all of your vehicles, your trucks. Right. So the, you want to make sure drivers are happy. So in, in a situation like with most of my drivers, I try to, I, we try to find good drivers and then we try to find a happy medium of how they like to drive and match that up. So we've got some of those that are, you know, the, the slow to steady and we've got some that are runners. And so if I've got a slow to steady guy, that is a, otherwise a, a great driver for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to put him on loads that match the time frame of how he likes to travel. Right. So if he His likes style. to do 550 miles a day, I'm going to find loads that allow him to do 550 miles a day. If I've got one of those drivers that's a hard runner and wants to do 700 miles a day, I'm going to, I'm not going to put him on a load that has that, that you can do in four days. Right, right. That's going to not deliver for the fifth day. Cause that's just going to make them upset. And it's not good for me as the company either. You know, the, the guy that, that, that same load might be good for a different driver. Right. But it's not going to be good for those runners. And that's what you really need to keep a, a watch out for. If you've got a runner driver, you don't want them, you know, essentially driving for four days and then sitting for a fifth. Yeah. And so you may be better off saying, hey, other, this, this load is a good, it's got a good rate per mile. Everything really looks good on it. But with this driver, he's going to end up sitting for a full day or close to a full day. I'm going to go find another load that more matches his style. It's going to make the driver more money and it's going to make me as a company more money. Right. So do we have a number then? The, the question that we're asking here is how much does it cost to sit for a day? And I mean, I know it's going to depend on the load, on you know, on the, uh, the amount that you're getting, the revenue that you're getting from that load. But, uh, but were you able to calculate yeah. like how to, how to decide, okay, this is the actual number that I'm... So I, I would say for Holland Assets today, mm-hmm. it's costing us $1,500 in total revenue and our net, I haven't calculated our net income or, or percentage for this year. I would assume it's probably somewhere between 15 and 20%. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say it's costing us $150 in, or $1,500 in total revenue and so probably somewhere between two and $300 in, in net income and profit yeah. for having a truck sit. Wow. That's terrifying yeah it's you, you don't <laughs> you don't want to have it sit yeah okay well very good i mean i i feel like that's that's the ultimate wrap-up right you don't want to let it sit um don't, don't let your truck sit the the only caveat to that would be is also don't force a driver to run faster than they really want to run than they're comfortable doing because one of two things is going to happen you're either going to push that driver to where they want to quit or um the the you, you're you're going to get frustrated with the driver because not, they're not, not running as much yeah. as you want them to do. So that that's why like part of the screening the driver process is so important. You want to make sure you guys understand each other and you're on the same page. And and if if 
you that the driver only wants to run 550 to 600 miles a day but you've kind of worked it out that you want all your drivers doing 700 miles a day you probably shouldn't hire that driver right but if you're okay with a driver you know taking a a, a little bit of extra time because at least you've got a seat or a button that seat that truck's moving and it's it's making money it's doing well it might not be a hundred percent maximized as far as profits go but if it's a good driver you don't have to worry about they don't cause you a lot of problems in in my book that's a driver worth keeping even if they're not making as much money in that vehicle as right. they possibly can because it's it's hard to find drivers these days it's always hard it's ex- exceptionally hard right now but it's always hard so i'll typically err in the side of caution with the driver and and do something that's good enough for me and keeps the driver happy way to wrap it up that's perfect you know i would ask for an impact tip but i I feel like we kind of got one at the beginning right know your equipment know your equipment there you go (laughs) so that's a good impact trip tip uh so any anything else that we want to do to wrap this topic up chris or are you feeling Um, like we're good for today i'm feeling pretty good okay good so yeah once again i mean i know this is like the third time but hollandassetsllc.com you can see the chart chris is talking about you can go to motorcarrierhq.com to get the tools and calculators and that sort of thing actually chris um, now that we're kind of wrapping up the end of the episode, can I tell you something that I didn't know we could do on hollandassetsllc.com? So I went there today. I was checking out some old uh, some old episodes because, you know, that's what I do. Um, and, uh, oh, no. Okay, so go to hollandassetsllc.com. <laughs> if I can type correctly. Anyway. <laughs> you so can't you can, type and keep your mouth in front of the mic at the that's, same time. That's exactly that's what it is. Yeah, challenging. yeah. Um, there we go. Okay, so you can go to hollandassetsllc.com and go to Get Started. And I don't even know if you knew you could do this, but you can go to Get Started and there are categories that people can check out. So I'm looking at um, Start Your Own Trucking Company and there are episodes that we've done that are categorized in that. Uh, so, you know, things like uh, DOT numbers, MC Authority, uh, you know, uh, how much does it cost to start a trucking company, that sort of thing. You go down to uh, seeing the numbers and you can see all of our financials episodes. We do one of those every month. And so if people just want to see kind of chart the journey financially of Holland they Assets, see, yeah, they can you can see it, it out that way. That's good. It's really cool. So anyway, I found this today and I thought it was really cool and I wanted to make sure people knew about it. So there's that. I also want to um, encourage people to go there and uh, make your voice heard on the show notes if you've made it this far into the episode, then we, we know you're a true fan, right? <laughs> and what we would like to do is um, have you go on there. Uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, go check out the website and uh, uh, give us suggestions of things, of topics that you are curious about. Because we've got, you know, a pile of topics that we'll cover, but we want to make sure that we're covering the things, the questions that people have. Um, and so we would love not only for you to respond to these episodes that we do, but also give us ideas of stuff you want us to cover in the future. Um, you can do that, uh, at hollandassetsllc.com or on Facebook. So yeah, Chris, what do you think? I think that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to, love to hear, get more suggestions. We've, we've got a few that are in the hopper that clients have given us, but yeah, we're always looking for, for a few more. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks Chris for coming in and, uh, I guess we'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you then.